Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, and welcome to a new special monthly Wire People Into That segment sponsored by The Pleasure Chest. It's Masturbation May, so we're going to explore why people are into all different kinds of self-love. My guest today is Antoinette Elizabeth, who is the manager of the Chicago Pleasure Chest on Broadway, which I've never been to, but I hope to change that um, sometime, (laughs) maybe in the next year. Um, So, Antoinette, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do for the Pleasure Chest? Yeah. My name is Antoinette Elizabeth. I'm an old art punk of mutable gender enjoying their second childhood. Uh, I've been with the Pleasure Chest for over nine years. I've been working before in teaching, and now I also manage our Broadway boutique, which is, it's little, it's cozy and intimate, and it's in one of the few old buildings left in this neighborhood. So it's got a lovely energy, and I really like being here. You should come visit me. Yeah, what neighborhood is that? I I don't know my Chicago neighborhoods at all, but I bet some of our listeners will. It's in Lakeview, and this part of town used to be Boys Town. It's not quite Boys Town anymore, but... I'm keeping the spirit alive, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, And so what do you do when you're not at the pleasure chest? Uh, A lot of stuff. Um, I have an art and music background, very DIY, so I study a lot. I study queer history, cultural history. Um, I make and collect jewelry and lots of other things. And I am obsessed with collecting objects with a spirit, maybe because I can listen to them. And I can learn. And I guess the connections between things are really important to me, and that has a lot to do with those things. Storytelling is life. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I dance, too. I'm I'm, I'm beginning to do some Buto training. Are you familiar with Buto? Uh, Yes. It's, like, very abstract, sort of, like, uh, abject in your face. Um, right? Is it? It is. It's it's a postmodern performance art form that came out of post-war Japan, and it works with the elemental energy of the body. So it's it's very honest. It's very vulnerable. Cool. It's very difficult. Uh, and it's excellent practice for learning to become further embodied. It's uh it's a discipline that draws a lot of body workers. So it's a good thing to do. Awesome. Well, now now I definitely want to do it. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. So, Antoinette, it is Masturbation May, and so I really want to ask you a question that I'm sure you have had many occasions to contemplate over the past nine years, if not um, (laughs) your entire life, and that question is, why are people into masturbation? Well, 
I had a lot of really good practice going to Catholic school for nine other years. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I was keeping the faith all of that time uh, before before I could come here. And so I've had a lot of time to think about it. And there is obviously the physical need that just builds up for a lot of people. Sometimes it's the simple physical release. But there are a lot of other things, too. And I think that as we become adults and we move throughout our lives, it's a place to explore yourself. You can practice mm-hmm. new kinds of sex with no judgment. You can learn how to make your orgasms longer, or you can learn how to have multiple orgasms. You can do energy work by yourself. You can meditate. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's very sacred. Mm-hmm. So I think there are as many reasons as there are, pe- or as there are people. Agreed. Absolutely. And if folks want to expand or explore or experiment with their solo sex routine, obviously the pleasure chest is a very welcoming place to not only buy lots of amazing things that we're going to talk about, but also, <laughs> um, but also to get a lot of education because even though masturbation seems intuitive in some ways, that doesn't mean that you can't get lots of tips on how to have different self-love experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not intuitive for everybody either. That's, yeah. that's one thing that I've really learned here is that the more I talk to, to people about their different experiences in different bodies, we're all just so different. And to make that assumption is something I used to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I do this, the more I realize how little I know, I guess. And it's something that I really love about this work. I think everybody in the sex industry feels that way. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I hope we're a safe place to come talk about that. There's, you know, there's the, the, the hardware and the software. <laughs> there's yes. the, the tools, and then there's what you're building. Absolutely. Well, speaking of tools, I want to talk about different categories, a few different categories of tools. Um, and I think the one that I would love to start with is vibrators. So why are people into vibrators? Well, I think for a lot of people, it lets them reach parts of their bodies they just couldn't reach otherwise, mm. whether it's nerve complexes that are a little bit deeper below the surface than they might be in, in other folks, um, whether it's spaces inside themselves. Like if you have short arms and a round body, you're probably not going to be able to G-spot yourself. You probably mm. need an object. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, arousal is something that builds in layers. So the fact that you can get in in a different way than you might be able to just with your hand allows you to build those layers more easily. And when the body's fully aroused, that's really when it's time to start paying attention to overall body tension and breath. Mm. If you want to, you know, if, if that's where you want to go with it, say you've already, you know, jerked off to your favorite porn a million times and it's boring and it's time to try something new. Mm. And sometimes that's when you can maybe do chakra work or you can see if you can have a 45-minute long orgasm or something like that. But I think the fact that vibrators just really make sexual pleasure accessible for a lot of people who might not uh, come to it as easily, whether they were raised in a sex-negative environment, um, we might be disabled, lots of us disabled, um, we might be so stuck in our minds a lot of the time that perhaps mm. masturbating to a fantasy is harder and we need something yeah. physical to focus on, you know. So there are, I think that they're just an excellent tool for facilitating arousal no matter what else you're doing. So they're they're kind of indispensable. I make sure everybody I know has, has a few. <laughs> yes. I'm the vibrator yeah, and, fairy. 
<laughs> yes, I love that. Um, yeah, you know, I think that more than any other toy or tool that I use to masturbate, vibrators are the thing that make me feel the most like something is being done to me. Like, so, like not necessarily that it's somebody else, but um, I don't know. It, even the sense that it, in the sense that it's a machine, like the the movement, and like yeah. you were, like you were talking about the also the way that the the vibration can reach areas of your body that you couldn't even physically touch at all, right? Like the deeper parts of the clitoris, for example, um, mm-hmm. uh, through, um, you know, through the, the vibration um, is just one of the things that I love about using them. Yeah, they do let you receive. You're right. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. And if you can receive, you can relax. And I think that's huge. So true. And then it's it's like you can sort of forget that you are the one that is making yourself feel so good, but then once you feel good, you can embrace the fact that it's you. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are... There are two main different kinds of vibrators, right? There are ones that work on sort of on the outside of the body and ones that are insertable, right? And then there are also some insertables that don't vibrate at all, right? Like mm-hmm. like dildos, silicone dildos, steel toys, toys that are made for G-spots, et cetera, et cetera. Cause, so can you, can you speak to why people are into dildos specifically? Totally. I love insertables so much. I find that once you kind of find your frequency with vibrators, you know exactly what sort of like key your body needs. Mm. After that, then it's like, what kind of shapes can I stick inside myself? Yes. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And also insertables are good because say you're a person who maybe has only experienced a few shapes or sizes of uh, people parts going inside you. They allow you to experiment with the biggest, the smallest, the shortest, the longest, all by yourself. Yeah. Without anyone looking at you, there's there's no need to perform. There And there's also no question of, oh, can I take it? Because you don't have to take anything for anybody who isn't you when it's a solo session. So you can really play with everything in this really gloriously safe space. And that completely explodes the, the myth of people's bodies getting stretched out or used Mm. up or anything like that, you're in control, you're paying attention to what your muscles are doing, and you realize that to open up for something is just as muscular enough as uh, tightening down on something. And I think that that's just super empowering. So the cornucopia, the banquet aspect of insertables, I really like. But also you can reach parts, you know, you can reach that prostate, you can reach that G-spot, you can reach it easily, and you can lay back and wiggle your body however you need to while you're still getting to something so deep inside you that, you know, your arm would have to be twice as long. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you um, can you tell us what, I'm sure that you have many favorites, but what is one favorite vibrator and favorite dildo that you would recommend? Let's see. Um, I'm going to be, uh, let's say classic, really. I'm going to be kind of basic and say the magic wand. The <laughs> yeah. old school, if you plug it in, um, it's very affordable considering the power that it has. It, they're very yeah. difficult to burn out. And they have reach. 
They have yeah. reach so that you can just put that wand where you want it to be, and you can lay back and do what you want. Or you can, if you're playing with someone else, you you can extend your arm out and and touch them in a way that you might not be able to otherwise, depending on what else what else you're doing. I mean, I've I've given almost everyone I know a magic wand. I, it's my mission to make sure that everyone in the world has one in their household. And um, <laughs> and I just want to describe if for some reason people are listening to the sound of my voice and don't know what toy we mean by the magic wand. This is the toy that is uh, white in, in color, and it's like the size of a <clears throat> pardon me, it's yep. like the size of a forearm, and it has a head that, um, the, new, the new ones are made of silicone and the old ones are made of, of vinyl, right? Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the head, and it, it just, the old ones plug in, and now there is a rechargeable one, but it's just, so incredibly strong and the orgasms that I have seen come out of people mm-hmm. and you know I mean and uh, I can speak for myself and say you know the orgasms that are elicited from me um, with this toy are just like religiously out of this world yeah I would say that it taught me how to squirt awesome and also that it taught me how to regulate my breathing so that I could have better access to multiple orgasms I also find that, um, you know, we're in bodies, right? And the bodies don't last forever. If we're lucky, we're going to get old. And if we get old, our bodies are going to be a little bit different. And yeah. one of the things that we get when we get older is stiffness and pain sometimes, mm. arthritis, et cetera. I have fibromyalgia. I'm disabled. And I find that a good, like, half hour to an hour with a magic wand once a week um, really enables me to move around a little bit more freely. It, it It is such an amazing pain-killing tool. It's so good for muscle knots. It's so good for bad backs. It's good for sore necks. It's good for feet. You can you can put a condom on it and use it on your feet. It is um, it's a really really invaluable tool for self care. So even if somebody buys one and decides, oh maybe maybe I don't want to use this for sex this week, they can also use it on like a hundred different things. It's almost like self love and all sexuality is in the entire body and not just in the genitals. Almost, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or exactly. And, and, um, and what about a favorite dildo? Let's see. I am a big fan of the stainless steel pier ones, which is a really unconventional-looking dildo. When you see it, you don't think dildo. You think maybe massage tool. It's a big silver arc of stainless steel with uh, a larger and a smaller knob at either end. And I like it because, again, it lets you lay back and kind of hang your body on it and use your weight against it. And I find that, and I think a lot of people find that if your back is contorted in a certain way, you may not Mm. be able to have as full an orgasm Mm. as you could if you could move a little more freely. And so I really like toys that let me have access to that full body feeling. So the fear one um, is really one of those toys. I'm also, I have to admit, I'm a big fan of the the Randy from Vixen, which is the closest thing to To a decapitated fist that you can can put inside yourself really easily and just kind of pop it there and and squeeze. You can put the magic one at the base of it if you want. So, yeah, I like those two. Yes, great choices, excellent choices. Pure (laughs) Wand wand is um, my absolute uh, favorite inanimate object to... Uh, put in my cunt. I it like it, yeah, I could go on and on. Um and um, really great investment. And yeah, the Randy. I yeah. All this is so nice talking about all these sex toys. It's bringing back so many memories for me. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why are people into butt plugs? Oh, my God, because they can do butt play without somebody staring at them. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. You can learn how to open your ass at your pace and learn how your anal pleasure feels before you share your butt with anyone else. You don't give your butt to somebody unless that's in your BDSM contract. You share (laughs) your butt with someone, and you're in control of that, and you should be. And to be in control of that process, you need to be aware of it. So it's a really great way to practice, and it's also like you can do uh, root chakra work with them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can feel that energy go right up and down your spine. And I think that as soon as people realize that anal play um, only has to be about power exchange if that's sexy to you, and it is yeah. sexy to a lot of us, it's awesome, but it's not necessarily written into the act itself. Totally. And when they realize how good it does feel to connect what your body feels like from the very top of your head, to all the way down your spine to your butt and then to the tips of your toes, it really opens up a, kind, a different kind of full body pleasure that I think um, I, I wish more people got to learn it that way. I'll just put it that way because it's um, I talk to a lot of people who don't explore it until midlife or later and they're very mm. happy to find it. But so frequently I hear like, oh, I wish I had known this earlier. I had a moment like that myself. I'm, I'm not exempting myself from this at all. It's um it's a it can be a really holistic, really magical, really powerful kind of sex. And I see this even like, you know, in a cult connection where people do a lot of sex magic with anal sex. Oh, for yeah. that reason, because it's so powerful. So it's it can be really empowering, but you might not know that unless you, you give yourself the time to be like, Okay, I don't have to be cool, I don't have to be sexy, I don't have to please anybody. I, this is not goal oriented. I'm just like, you know, I'm exploring butt lands all by myself. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, uh, folks have heard me say a million times that there are toys that are specifically designed for the butt and there are other toys that are sort of versatile like the pure wand. But the most important thing that people keep in mind when they are exploring anal penetration is that your, is that anything that you put in your butt should have a flared base. Um, so that it does not get sucked all the way in because the other end of your ass is your mouth. And, <laughs> uh, but that, and that being said, you know, I think that the butt plug and, you know, if people want to hear more about butt plugs, I did have a whole episode on them with Tristan Terramino, um, a couple years back in my feed, but, um, I just really think the butt plug is a marvel of engineering, right? Because it, uh-huh. it, 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 it tapers to, you know, whatever size you get, and you get to have that that feeling of expansion and then contraction again, so it's not quite as intense 
but mm-hmm. you were feeling that pressure and that fullness, depending on the shape, depending on the material and the weight. And then because it has a flared base, especially the very well-designed ones, um, you know, that are designed for comfortable long-term use or even sort of more like active use, like uh, in, in the sense that you might be, you know, uh, doing lots of moving around in your playing or even like, you know, going to the grocery store or doing the laundry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, doing yoga. I don't know. Doing a sex ritual, apparently. Um, but, uh, and, you know, then you could, or, or you can do, I'm getting so excited talking about butt plugs now. Or <laughs> you can do things that you are familiar and comfortable with when it comes to sex, whether it's solo play or partner play or group play. Um, and by introducing the butt plug, you know, you're sort of incorporating, exploring anal pleasure while doing things that are inside your comfort zone, right? So what I mean by that is that you can mm-hmm. put in a butt plug and masturbate maybe the way that you're used to. You can put in a butt plug and receive oral sex. You can put in a butt plug and make out, right? So um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden this thing that may feel intimidating or scary or whatever gets incorporated into things that you're comfortable with. The other thing about it is it teaches you how connected the range of muscle around or under your genitals and your anus are, and that every time one set squeezes, the other squeezes, and then you realize, oh, this has been happening the whole time. I've just been ignoring it because the butt is not part of my mental image of my body because I've been taught to write it out since childhood because it's dirty, so we just don't think about it. And as soon as you're aware of what your ass is doing all the time, then (laughs) it's like, hey, I've unlocked, you know, a level of bodily pleasure that I was unaware of. And it's not even like it wasn't happening. It's just that you didn't know it was there. Oh, but it was. So amazing. It was was there in your ass all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, quote. Um... Okay, switching gears. Um, you mentioned porn really briefly, um, but I would love for you to speak to why are people into both porn, like visual videos, you know, whether it's a VHS or DVD or streaming on a member website or whatever on the Internet, um, but also erotica, um, by which I mean, um, you know, written uh, sexy short stories, sexy books, sexy comics, um, you know, basically any kind of sexually themed entertainment and incorporating that into your solo play. Why are people into that? Gosh, I think when we consume media, we can be anyone and we can do anything. Yeah. And our identity, whether it's gender or orientation or kink, oh, species, you know, it can become fluid. Totally. Uh, and that's in a way that the outside world might not support us in so well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we can learn things about ourselves. We can learn, oh, I might have needed this the whole time and I just didn't notice. But other times it's sometimes it's just about indulging. It's, uh, you know, have a good time with Dionysus, get glitter and grape juice all over yourself, get sticky, get messy, and say, like, yes, I deserve this. I deserve to, you know, to dance in the fields with Dionysus because I have a body and it's precious. Um, I think that, so, there, you know, there's there's an imagination aspect to it and there's also an ecstatic aspect to it. And the more that you, I guess, mindfully explore erotica too, the more, um, the more you begin to know your own desires and how they grow and shift. And there is something about not, not needing to control your desires, but also not being controlled by them because you know Mm. them. And then you're just kind of surfing, you know, and there's something really, do you know Samuel or Delaney? 
Oh, the writer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yes. So, so, uh, no, uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam Blaney is like, there are a few things in the world that I'm more obsessed with. I mean, he is an amazing <laughs> science fiction writer. He um, is a notorious um, uh, sex writer um, and has just written about like basically anything that you could possibly think of sexually. And then also is a brilliant queer theorist and has just written yep. like some of my favorite essays. So yeah, you are, you are preaching to the converted. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> I think he's, I think, I think a lot of us feel that way about him. I think a lot of people can, can probably pinpoint uh, who read and love his work a moment where they were like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Oh, I see. Oh, because he writes more about the physical, intellectual, spiritual aspects of sex in a way that is so relaxed and humanist and funny. And he writes so often about cruising and about cottaging and, you know, the, I guess the, the counterpoint between the forces that are driving him to write and those that are driving him to go out and cruise for sex. And the one thing that I can think of that really stands out in my mind when I think about the way that he explains these things to people that may never choose to do them in their lives, but he wants them to understand. It's that he's, his voice, it's not that it's passive, Mm. but it's almost so neutral in that. And then I showed up and then I did this thing and I watched Mm. him and I watched him and I watched Mm. her and I watched it all. And then it was okay. There's this quality of like, mindful almost like zen surfing presence in his uh in his voice when he's writing about sex and i think that it's a voice that says this isn't so scary after all is it yeah no it isn't because it's all just us it's all just people and i think that that stands out in my head too. I, I can't think of anyone who's maybe like investigated and challenged their desires as much in writing as he has, at least at this point in my reading life. So yes, surfing, <laughs> surfing with Dionysus. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love, I love that. I deserve to dance in the fields of Dionysus. Um, um, is there, are there any like porn movies that you really like, maybe ones that are sold at the pleasure chest that you would recommend? We have a performer. We we actually did a screening not too long ago with the the porn star Chelsea Poe who Oh also Chelsea Poe is trouble. so amazing. It was a delight. It was so amazing. Everything was so positive and candy colored and hysterical and it just it reminded me of, of a cross between like Francesca Leah Block and Richard Kern. You know, and oh it was God. it was it was good stuff. So I really, really like I like queer porn for sure. And I right have on. to admit that um after those I also me and a lot of people that I know in my life, we're fanfic readers more than we are porn watchers too. Nice. Nice. Just because fanfic has, you know, allowed generations of people kind of without a, a publishing voice to speak for themselves when it comes to desire. What are some tips for either first-time shoppers but maybe also experienced shoppers to get the most out of shopping for solo sex toys at the pleasure chest totally let's see um i guess the first thing especially for first-time shoppers is you're there for you you're there Mm -hmm. because you're treating yourself so 
please don't hold back. Ask us all the questions. We love them. We don't think anything is weird. We work here because we like it. You yeah. know, we review the toys as part of our job. We do know what we're talking about. And helping somebody find, like, the right stuff for them where they're at that day makes our day, and it never gets old. So don't be shy. That would be maybe my first one, you know, like, <laughs> we, we promise that we actually like being here and that we really want to help. Um, awesome. But the second one would be trust your body. Yeah. Trust your gut feelings about things. Because I think when we're shopping, we, we shop with our brains. A lot of the time we're like, compare, 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 compare. Yeah. And that. It's, you know, it's a useful function. It, it keeps us alive. But when you're shopping for something that is about the body, it's sometimes you need to turn the brain off a little bit and ask the body. So when you're holding a toy, it's, it's not just like what reviews did this get? And reviews are important. Uh, I'm not saying they aren't. But when you are holding that object, does this feel good to hold? Is it hard to hold? Is it too heavy? Mm-hmm. Um, in the position you're going to use it, can you hold it in that position for a long time? Uh, do you like the texture? Um, does the vibration feel right to you? Like, does it feel good and sexy or does it make you go, eh? Because, you know, if you've never had a vibrator before, you might not know that they're not supposed to feel like that. Yeah, <laughs> you might just yeah. assume that they're all kind of buzzy and, and numb your hand out. So check in with your body about it and maybe try not to overthink. That would be my an important piece of advice for somebody who's buying one the first time because you're you're just exploring your body with a tool. You're not marrying the object. You know, yeah, this yeah. is something that you're you're trying out. Um, it's like ice cream. When you get some ice cream, you'll probably have some more ice cream at some point in your life. So, yeah. you know, try try one and enjoy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and what about what about somebody who you know really thinks that they have every gadget and gizmo under the sun, um, and they come in and uh, they're looking for. And, you know, a new, a new sensation, a new feeling, um, you know, how do you, how do you approach, you know, continuing to, um, expand people's minds? That's a really good question. Um, my, the first answer that comes up is I would, I would show them our Tantra books. Yes. Because once you've, you know, it's, it's all about balance and it's all about sort of like going from, one pole to the other and so if you've been doing a lot of one thing sometimes doing the opposite thing is is where it works so say you you know you just won the lottery and you bought every sex toy we follow the pleasure test <laughs> so you yeah. have them all and you you know you're like show me something new you can't show me anything new <laughs> but i i can probably though invite you to at that point then look within at the experience mm. they're having with all the stuff and a lot of that has to do with breath a lot of it has to do with um, what you're doing with the sexual energy your body is receiving, whether it's from a, a vibrator or someone's hand or someone's body. And so I, I think, yeah, sometimes going to the internal experience is where it's at. And, you know, interestingly, there are some toys that can kind of dovetail along with that. something like the, the neon wand, which mm-hmm. is uh, sort of like a baby violet wand. It's an inexpensive version of the, the little shocker stick a lot of people might have seen programs using videos. Um, you can kind of use that to run up and down the body, up and down the energy channels of the body in a way oh, that cool. can not only feel really sexy and also really great if you're a lazy top, but it can also <laughs> draw somebody's attention to, oh, maybe I can actually replicate this feeling by myself mm. by breathing and moving the energy around. So I think, cool. that, yeah, just suggesting like going to body work. And, and seeing what you find there and then bringing that back to what you're doing with the toys, assuming that someone, you know, won the lottery and they bought them already. 
I would say by the Tantra books. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, like, Urban Tantra by Barbara Corrales is one that, that mm-hmm. I really love that comes to mind for me. me too. Do you have any other recommendations? I really like uh, the series by uh, Montauk Chia, and I, I, I apologize, I forget the co-author, The Multi-Orgasmic Man, Woman, and Couple. Oh, right um, they're pretty. They're pretty gendered. Um, that would be my my one big criticism of them, and it's because they're coming out of a system that is working with that binary without as much of a modern awareness of what's in between that binary. However, right. even if you're trans or gender queer, if you want to work with your genital system, um, I think they can still be helpful and. Those are books that I'll direct people to pretty frequently when they're like, oh, I just got out of this terrible marriage, or I'm healing from cancer, or yeah. I'm healing from some other form of grief or massive life change, because at those moments, we sort of shut down and shut away from our bodies. I think it's a pretty natural response. We can only handle so much pain at once, right? So right. I think that we have to tune some stuff out, and I think frequently, you know, the skin, the genitals, those are some of the things that we tune out. And there's a lot of breathing work in those books that direct you to breathe into certain body parts with love and care and compassion. Um, and so I think that even if the gendering isn't the gendering that you need, if you're willing to overlook that and do the breath work just through the sites in the body, I think it can still be of a lot of use. Um, the focus on the body isn't necessarily that a heterosexual caring is sexy either. It's, it's really more focusing on, I guess, like a Chinese medicine body chart. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you how to do energy orbits through the body. Um, but it's not cool. just about power. It's, it's about love and acceptance. They're very healing books. Thank you so much for joining me and for all of your wisdom and perspective. And I hope that uh, sooner rather than later, maybe especially now that winter is over, that <laughs> I uh, can come uh, visit Chicago and come visit you at the Broadway store. And um, if any listeners are in the Chicago area or are traveling through, um, should definitely check out uh, the Pleasure Chest on Broadway and uh, ask for Antoinette. Yeah, come visit me. I would also like to say one thing. Yeah. Sometimes the news gets us depressed. Mm. Sometimes the news gets us too depressed for sex. Yeah. Because masturbation will raise your neurochemicals in a way that will allow you to transcend some parts of chronic pain, of depression, and of anxiety, even if you don't feel like jerking off, do it anyway. I promise you'll feel better in the morning. So Amen. <laughs> don't forget to jerk off. That's my advice. <laughs> Amen. And, of course, we all could use that reminder now more than ever so thank you for that um and thanks for joining me and um we'll talk to you soon thank you so much Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.